Hello and welcome to episode 50 of the Fierce Calling Podcast. I'm your host, Doris Swift. I'm talking with women who are taking action where their passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. They are using their God-given gifts to impact the world for Christ. And I hope this podcast inspires, encourages, and equips other women to use their God-given gifts to impact the world. Because every woman of God has a fierce calling, and everybody has a story. So let's tell them to glorify God and share what we've learned. In today's episode, Gathering at the Table, Food, Faith, Farm, and Family, I'm talking with my friend, Molly Herrick. Molly lives on a farm in Iowa with the man of her dreams, two wonderful children, and some cattle and chickens. She's a blogger, author, speaker, and has a degree in interior design. She shares her gifts and talents by making things beautiful and honoring the Lord. And as a follower of Jesus, her desire is to share Christ's love with others. Molly, her mother-in-law, and sisters-in-law all contribute to their website, The Gingham Apron, where they share awesome recipes, faith and inspiration, life on the farm, and the blessings of family. They released their first book, The Gathering Table, in October 2020. And we're talking about homemade O'Henry bars, y'all, spiced apple cider. All of that comes up in conversation, but you'll also hear how Molly came to faith in Christ. And I know what she has to say will encourage, inspire, and challenge you. So listen in while I have a chat with Molly Herrick. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fierce Calling Podcast. Today, I'm excited to have my friend, Molly Herrick, with me. Molly lives on a farm in Iowa with her hubby and two children, some cattle and some chickens. She's a freelance interior designer. And the most precious thing is she's a follower of Jesus and she wants to share his love with others. The women in her family have a website called the Gingham Apron, where they share about food, faith, farm, and family. And they also co-authored a book together called The Gathering Table, which I'm excited to hear more about, and I know that you will be too. So welcome to the show, Molly. So great to have you on. Thank you. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Oh, well, it's such a blessing, and I love everything about hospitality and this is just so amazing and, you know, farm life and all of that. So we're going to get into that. I would love, Molly, if you would share a little bit about your story and how you're taking action where your passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Yeah. So um, I'll tell you a little bit about the Gingham Apron, which is a website that I have with my mother-in-law and my three other sister-in-laws. We started it several years back and kind of kept writing and blogging and sharing farm stories and devotions and recipes. And that led us into our book, The Gathering Table, which released in October. And basically, it kind of goes through the four seasons here in Iowa. Each season represents a a way that we can encourage or come alongside and share about um, what's going on on the farm, as well as how we can just build one another up and inspire each other with God's love. We also have devotions. We have activities that you can do with your family or your kids or friends or coworkers. Um, And then we also have lots of great recipes in there as well. Love that. 
And I really like the idea and the concept that the book is based on seasons, you know, kind of like a metaphor of the seasons of our lives and how things change and how you might make different recipes in different seasons because there's different foods available and, you know, things like that. So I just love that. And when you all were working on that book together, how did that look? How did you all do that? Did you do each do different chapters or? Mm-hmm. Um, well, it was kind of, it was one of those things that we already just were kind of doing naturally in some ways with farming. We kind of tend to roll with the seasons and, you know, what's happening during that season. Like right now we just finished harvest and yet there's still, you know, some field work that we can be working on before it freezes. It just kind of naturally evolved. And then the five of us were talking one day about all the wonderful recipes that we each have and that we share. Um, Each of us kind of has something unique from our family that might be passed down from several generations. And, you know, we just thought we, we should really do something more than, than just cooking and recipes. And so from that point on, we, we really made it a point for one month out of the entire year to do these gatherings. And, you know, they're, they're simple and casual, but yet, you know, Christ is at the center of our gatherings. And that is the main reason why we're doing it. We don't want the food to be the most important thing, although we do love it and we love getting together, of course, but it's just really been a a great thing that has tied us all together and strengthened our relationships along the way. Mm, That's a beautiful thing, how you were sharing that it strengthened your relationships with each other as you open the doors to your homes and welcome like all of the people in who want to read about what's going on at the Gingham Apron and read the book, The Gathering Table. It's just an amazing book title too, because you think about The Gathering Table and then you think about Jesus gathering at the table and how we're going to gather at his table, right? We're all invited to his table. And so I love that concept. And I'm sure farm life is quite, like you said, seasonal. It's just amazing too how biblical it is, you know, how it kind of lines up with how Jesus would use so many different stories regarding seeds and vines and planting. And then of course, we're, we talk about the harvest. So what does like a typical day on the farm look like for you, Molly? (laughs) Are there any typical days? Probably not. Yeah, not really. It, you know, that's a great question because it really does vary. Right now, we're we're just kind of going into the field work of the fertilizer since they brought in all the crops. We've got that all done with the combines and everything. So thankfully, that's always um, a big hurdle to overcome, and you feel a little bit more um, at ease once that is done. However you know, our guys are still trying to make the most of what they can with the warmer weather here before the ground freezes. Mm. And I, I don't run any machinery necessarily, but I, (laughs) as far as my role, I can help out by transporting or I do a lot of the book work. I randomly will feed cattle here and there. Mostly just, I try to be real supportive for our family, keeping us all together while our 
father, the dad is busy working away and just, you know, trying to prepare meals and taking care of the kids and trying to encourage each other and come alongside him and be supportive. And it's cool too, because there are several women that come to mind that are also authors and speakers and writers who live on farms like Ann Voskamp and Jennifer Lee. It's just a really amazing thing to be able to share from your heart, you know, when you are so close to doing things with your hands and watching things grow and mature. And it's kind of like, you know, our walk with Jesus, right? It's like, you know, we start off as seedling and then we grow in our faith and there are seasons where we might bloom more than others. And so it's, it's really, really cool. So how did the whole gingham apron site start? Cause you've probably been doing that for a while, right? Yeah. Um, you know, that just kind of was, again, the five of us kind of had the idea of, you know, so many people are interested in farm life and, the five of us kind of all at that point had lived pretty close together. And now Annie, she now lives in California, but at the time she was relatively close by and we were just getting together so often and we had 10 little ones all together. So, you know, our days were busy, messy, fun. And, you know, we just thought we should share about this. You know, it seems as though farming is kind of, not as popular as what it once was. And, you know, I think a lot of people can connect with that, whether it's Mm -hmm. somehow in their lineage or it's more of a simple lifestyle. And then there's just all this meaning. And like you were saying, just all the biblical truths that we can find through the seasons um, that are really beautiful and inspiring. Yeah. And it is so true that I think a lot of people are fascinated with farming and farm life. And it just reminds us of like the heart of America, you know, and, you know, historically speaking, of course, farming was, you know, an important part of our heritage and the beginnings of America. And then, you know, of course, industry and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, farming is just such a great core of our country. And, I love, like you said, all the metaphors and there must be so many teachable moments you can have with all the kids. And so that's pretty special. So what were some of the favorite or what are some of the favorite recipes that you share in your book, The Gathering Table? Oh, goodness. Well, that that is tough. Um, I guess I will share a few from what is one of my favorite seasons and stories. And that is um, a real tailgating party, which would be in the season of fall or autumn. So basically now, and um, that is one of the things that we have kind of always just naturally done for our guys that are working hard in the field that um, we have brought them out a meal. And it's a great way to encourage them. And also just for us to be able to physically see each other and kind of cheer them on. But anyway, one of my favorite recipes from that chapter would be the O'Henry bars. That's a dessert. Mm. And, you know, they're just really peanut buttery, marshmallowy, a great snack for on the go or anytime, really. But that's delicious. And then um, there's a spiced apple cider. I always think of that with fall and just 
cozy and comfortable. Another favorite is calico beans, and that's kind of more of your potluck style bean dish, but it's just comforting and makes me think of fall. Yeah. I know. I love fall. Fall's like my favorite season. <laughs> I know Christmas is in the wintertime, which is one of my favorite holidays, of course, but I do love the fall. And I think it connects me to growing up the memories of hot apple cider. And it's really cool because I think that we connect those things to memory. So it's not just about what we're currently consuming, even though it's delicious and wonderful. I think it like brings back different memories in our lives too. And I love the gathering table, the recipes and the stories that are connected. Thank you. How was it when you came to faith in Christ? Yeah, well, um, I met my husband when I was in high school still, and I met him and his family, and I just, I knew there was something different and special about them. You know, it took me a few years to make that choice, and I was finally in college. But, you know, the Lord was just tugging on my heart, and I knew that's what I wanted to do. Hmm. That is very precious. God put you together with this guy that was to be your husband and how you found Jesus through your love for him. And you met Jesus that way. And that it is so cool too, that you are doing these things with your mother-in-law and sister-in-laws. Yes. It's wonderful. You know, it's, it's neat because we have the element of farming mm-hmm. and then we also have you know, our, our faith and our food and, um, our blog. And it's just another dimension to our relationships together. Yeah. And you have all of that. And then you had originally gone to college for interior design. Yes. So how often do you do that? And what kind of projects do you do when you freelance? Yeah. Um, that's a good question. It kind of comes and goes, but, um, now that we, we actually lived in the city and, Previously, when I lived there, I worked for a firm and did a lot of more corporate business type projects, large scale projects. And then when we moved back to the farm, I do more things locally that are a little bit smaller, but it's still, I'm just as passionate about it because I know the people and I know the buildings really well. So Mm -hmm. in some ways, it's kind of like a dream come true. (laughs) That's great. And the farmhouse style is so popular now. Yes, like everybody loves it. I know. Well, I don't know about everybody, but most people that I talk to love yes. that farmhouse style. So do you have a particular aesthetic that you love to lean toward? Yes, I also do love the farmhouse style. And we do live in a farmhouse that is over 100 years old. Wow. Um, so recently when we moved into it, the kitchen was kind of the big thing that I really wanted to make some big improvements on. And I do really love Magnolia and um, the fixer upper look. So I would say I have incorporated quite a bit of that, just some modern touches. I love the white with black or gray. I think it just looks so clean and crisp. And, you know, I try not to have too much clutter because it just mentally can be too much for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So um, anyway, yeah, I, I really like the clean lines of um, black and white and, you know, we've got the subway tile in the back and we did a kind of a white granite countertop or quartz countertop. Um, So yeah, I like 
I like the modern farmhouse look. I love that. Do you have like a Pinterest site too, where you post pictures of those kinds of things that you do? Um, We have the gingham apron site, and then I've got my own personal account that we share some of those things on. Nice. Well, I love that you do that and how convenient it was that you moved into our farmhouse and you're an interior designer. (laughs) so you could redo it you know how you would like it to do and how it would be functioning well for your family as well as look nice and just love that you live in a farmhouse that is over 100 years old yes I love it too it's just got so much space around it and it's got an old silo and I just love to see that out my kitchen window it just kind of brings back the memories of the way things may have been 100 years ago yeah that's kind of neat because there's so much history just yeah. in your home. You know, yeah. that whole thing, if walls could talk kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's wonderful. And so I would love if you could also share with us how the listener can connect with you, how they can find your site and how they can pick up the book because it's amazing for them to get plus to give as a gift. How can they do that, Molly? Absolutely. Okay. So we have a Facebook page that is theginghamapron.com. And then we also have our website, which is www.thegingamapron.com. We have an Instagram page, so you can find us there. As far as our book, if you go on our website, you should be able to find our icon where we talk about our book and the release. And um, we are able to sell it through Christian Book, through Target, through Walmart, through Barnes & Noble, Amazon, And then just locally here in Iowa, we've got several little stores that we um, carry it in as well. Nice. Wow. It's just so cool to have you on today and talk about all of these things. And I just know that hospitality is so important to God, you know, just the thought about hospitality, not only opening our hearts in our homes to our family, but also to strangers when we look at it biblically, you know, inviting people in food is the beginning of connection because we're all connected by our stories and we all have a love of foods and gathering together is an amazing way to share the love of Christ, which is what your heart is to do, Molly. Absolutely. Yes. We just, um, we just want to share God's love with each other. And we feel as though food and gathering is just you know, the catalyst to get that going. Yes. Do you have opportunities uh, for you and your family to speak together at places? Do you do speaking things too? Uh, You know, with this year being such a different year for us um, with COVID and everything, we haven't done as much speaking. However, we have done several of the um, radio broadcasts and um, have done quite a few articles So um, yeah, that's kind of been the best way for us to speak about our book. Great. I appreciate you coming on, Molly. It's been such a pleasure and a joy to have you on. And I hope everyone is going to check out The Gathering Table, an amazing book for keeping and for sharing. So check out the website, The Gingham Apron, and I'll have all of those links in the show notes so the listeners can find you. Wonderful. Thank you so much. This has been wonderful. Thank you. And I hope to have you on again sometime in the future, Molly. Thank you. Talk to you soon. 
Thank you for listening. I hope what Molly shared spoke to your heart and encouraged you to take action where God is calling you to serve. Molly and the women in her family are blessing others by sharing their God-given gifts. Friend, you have amazing God-given gifts too. And speaking of gifts, The Gathering Table, their new book, makes the perfect gift. You can connect with Molly at theginghamapron.com and on their site you'll find out where to grab that wonderful and beautiful book. You'll also find her at The Gathering Table on Facebook and Instagram. I have all the links handy for you in the show notes so you can check them out and connect. I would also love to connect with you, so reach out to me on my contact page at doraswift.com. And friend, if Fierce Calling has blessed you in any way, I'd love for you to share it and subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. I'd also love to give you my free resource, Simple Tips for Sharing Your Faith. This free resource helps you share the gospel. And maybe you can grab a recipe from the Gingham Apron or the Gathering Table book and invite a friend in for a night of food and faith. Thank you so much again for being a faithful listener of Fierce Calling. I want to take this moment to wish you and your family a very merry and blessed Christmas as we celebrate Emmanuel, God with us. May we bask in his presence because not only was he with us then, he is with us now. And as we end this year, I would love to hear how Fierce Calling has encouraged and inspired you. So please drop a message in the comments on the show notes page or my contact page, all found on doraswift.com. It would bless me so much to hear what God is doing through this podcast. Fierce Calling will be taking a short break during the week of Christmas and New Year's, but I look forward to welcoming you back in the new year. In the meantime, there are 50 episodes to listen to. I hope you'll join me next time when I invite another woman who is taking action where her passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Until then, friend, have a blessed week, a very Merry Christmas, and I'll talk to you soon.